Captain Norm needs bail money. There's a tug of war at FWC. The Miami International Boat Show. And what sharks and pelicans have in common all this week on The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Like, don't bother me from four to six. You should have calling hours. You know what I mean? Like, you know, everybody should have calling hours. Certain times it's good to talk. Like, I don't talk to I agree. people. I don't talk to people before freaking 11 o'clock in the morning. You know what I can't stand? I can't stand when people call me when they know I'm busy. <laughs> when they know I'm busy. Right. Okay? Okay. And that happens all the time. <laughs> that reminds me of something. Okay. What? Okay. Do you, you know about the shirt promo that I'm doing? The shirt promo? No. Okay. So at the at the beginning of your podcast, I've been giving away the new oh yes, the new real guy podcast T-shirt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> for the best uh, review, right? For right. the best podcast review, right? Once a week, I pick out the best review out of all of your reviews, See, and then I, I send that guy real guy I'm podcast paying, T-shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. Yeah. No, the reason I wanted to bring that is because usually i got to do the corny promo. <laughs> but since you're here, I can play it off of you, you know. Handball. You know I mean? Plus, gotcha. I, got so, I got so much shit I want to talk about today oh. that... You ever listen to a Meat Eaters podcast? No. Dude, there, I mean, some of them are like two and a half <laughs> hours long. <laughs> What's the longest one you've done? With Skipper? No. <clears throat> um, that was an hour and 25 minutes. You know what? It didn't feel like it was that long. Me and Jamie Huff did one. And the, the audio was poor, but it was like an hour and 50 minutes, and it was good. <clears throat> Jamie Huff, Redfish Mafia, um, okay. out of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. He's a very interesting dude and had a lot to say. But the shirt promo thing yeah. has been going pretty good because yeah. the guys reach out to me after the thing, and then they listen to it on the podcast, so then that's where they hear the information. Do you know what that is? This. Talk to me. What is that? That's what relief factor. That? You bought some? All right, so. <clears throat> really? Does I'm, it work? Well, this is this is what I'm getting at, and, and I wanted to talk to you about this. Okay. Because, you know, that's, I mean, that's who they're targeting. They're targeting pretty much. Old dudes like us. Right, has been <laughs> that are all beat up. <laughs> so my, my, you know, my hands are hurting and my elbows hurt yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, nothing new, you know. Everybody wants to be a fishing guide, but, you know, shit you got to deal with. Anyway, so the wife's been listening to me. And then Bursa got on the relief factor. And he was kind of, like, pushing me towards it. So I showed my wife the commercial, the relief factor commercial. I've been seeing a lot of it. And it's so corny. And it's I know. got the testimonials. And it's like, you know, it just seems so corny. But anyway, um, so for Christmas, huh? the wife got me for a stocking stuffer. <clears throat> You pay 20 bucks, they send you a bag of Relief Factor vitamins, and I started taking them. Yeah. And? Dude, it fucking works. You're kidding. Dude, it works. I got to get on it. Look at, I, mean, I don't know if you can tell, but like my hands yeah. are normally all swolled up like I got arthritis. Right, right. And dude, the, it, the shit works. No kidding. I'm going to get, I'm going to go and get some, not because I'm going to be a follower, but because I need it. I, I mean, look at me. I'm, I'm a zillion pounds overweight, okay? And I can't even get out of the damn chair when I want to, you know, as fast as I want to, the way I used to be able to. But it's not just that, okay? It's that 
I can feel it, especially after a trip. I know. Okay. When you know when you get in after a trip and you put everything up and you sit down in the chair and then you go to get up and you just and it's everything just like hurts. it's not there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. I'm telling you, relief factor. Relief factor. So they give you the. That's they, a shameless plug for relief factor, right there. You heard it here the, on the Real Guy Network. Right, and I outlined this. This is going to be like a segue, but so the relief factor thing. All right, so it works, and they give you the package. It's good for a month. Okay. Know? And then after the month, if you think it worked, you order another package. Okay. So anyway, it's been five weeks. I'm a week in my second package. The, the thing freaking works. Uh huh. And that brings me to sponsorship. Like you know, are you going to be a sellout? No, but for the relief factor. I, no, it wouldn't. No, this is my point. Okay, this is what I was going to get at. <laughs> it wouldn't be a sellout. Well, because you actually use it, right? Yeah, no, I get it. And 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 that and that was the segue. What 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 you? In real honest, yeah. sponsorship. Mm-hmm. What would be your top three sponsors? My top three sponsors for if, for finest kind sport fishing. Okay, what would be your top three sponsors according to Norm if it was the perfect world? Because you know how these assholes they get sponsored by a new engine and they change engines. You know they just whore themselves out. So you take that all out, and the stuff that you actually use, what would be your top three okay, sponsors? It depends on it depends on whether or not I go after the sponsor or they come after me. No, no, no. Okay, now. Just, if if I'm talking about products that I use and I would endorse freely, right? Okay, let's just save the bullshit, right? Okay, it would be Pilar Rum, Romeo Cigars, um, and probably uh, Abbott Fishing Reels. Abbott. Yeah. Okay, so let me write that down. That yeah. was Pilar. Pilar. Um. Pilar, Romeo, Romeo and Julieta cigars. Julieta cigars. I don't know if you're allowed. I don't think you're allowed to advertise tobacco. Anyway. And, oh, you know what? And, you're right. And, we have to edit that. This would be a perfect world thing anyway. It's all good. So, all right. And, and then um, what was the last one? Let's just go with Pilar Rum. Uh-huh. Uh, Pilar Rum, Abbott, Abbott Reels. Abbott. And Pornhub. <laughs> Oh, dude, 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 dude. <laughs> All right. So we're going with Pilar, Romeo, Julia, and Abbott Reels. And I'll edit the other thing. But anyway. All right. So that would be, that would be your, your, what you would call honest captain's sponsorship program for Norm Beckoff's finest kind sport fishing. So for Lunker Dog, I would simply go with Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Been using Yamaha since the '80s when my dad first started using them mm-hmm. on the salt shaker boats. Right, right. Then I would do Maritime Skiff. I had the Maritime Skiff for 20 years. If the thing broke tomorrow, I'd buy another one. Yep. And then I would do. Hmm. I could do Relief Factor. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but you just started using that. It's just the 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 point I'm making is, the idea of having a sponsor, would be. The stuff that you actually use and endorse. Right. And you could pluck that out and say, I want you to be my sponsor. Okay. So I oh, uh, so I am going if to... If you want to be industry no, specific, though... No, I'm just... Uh, I'm just... I'm just, I'm just talking. So, so, for instance, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Pilar. I'm going to go to Romeo and Juliet, which I think is going to be a dud, but Pilar... No, that's I, not going to work. Pilar, Pilar could <laughs> probably work, and Abbott Reels could probably work. 
Okay. okay? So I'm going to ask them if they'd like to be a sponsor of the Real Guy podcast. Then I'm going to reach out to Yamaha. You know, Carl Ball is a big Pilar guy. Right. There's a few of us. I got, a, I got a connection in Pilar. Do you? It's heavy. But anyway, um, so I'm going to reach out to Yamaha. Okay. I'm going to reach out to Maritime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reach out to Relief Factor. <laughs> Just because. And that would be my top five list. So this year in the podcast, if we land one of these things, right? no one can call us a sellout. No, because we actually use those products. Right. You know, I, I, I turned down... Do you remember years ago when Okuma Reels was just like the joke? I do okay. remember that. All right. And then uh, they got a whole new team in there, and they redesigned, and they designed a whole bunch of new stuff and everything, and it was like rock star quality stuff. I mean, pen, you know, high top-notch quality stuff, and they're, and, and they're still building great reels today, okay? And I'm not plugging them. It's just that's, you know, that's what they became. Well, right when they made that transition... Mm-hmm. They came to me, the the guy who was the national marketing director for Okuma uh, had sponsored me uh, when he was at uh, another company that I'm not going to name right now, okay? And (laughs) some politics there. Okay, but he and and he and I are very good friends. It's just the the product placement wasn't right. So at any rate, uh, but he he was he and I were were pretty good friends. And he got hired at Okuma and said, hey, I want you to be pro staff for Okuma. Why did you just switch? And he, I said, I can't do it. Yeah. No, I think a lot of guys feel you know. that way. I think a lot of guys feel that way. And, okay. And the reason I said, okay, which brings me back to the shirt contest. I want to do a contest every time we do a recording. Anybody that can get the number of okays that you do, correct? The right count? <laughs> We'll send them an RTD sticker or something like that, okay? There was there was a guy. If you only knew how many keys, OKs I've edited out I probably for you. a zillion. There was a there was a guy in the keys. I actually took a class, a speech class. They used to have these 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 speech classes for public speaking, uh, and I was I can't remember the name of it. It wasn't Dale Carnegie, but it was like something like that. And uh, I, I I I had my two problems were are OK and uh or um. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. No, I got my problems, though. How about that? Oh, oh man. So, Are you, you kidding me? What you guys did not see is that I'm sporting the piss out of my Spooner's Bay Lodge cup in front of Norm. When did you get that? I got that when I took Skipper tarpon fishing. Okay, all right. If it was there when we were at his house and I didn't get one, I'd really be pissed at Skipper. Well, that was <laughs> that was my next segue. Do you, you see the outline that I did? That's a pretty cup. It's a great cup. I've got a finest kind cup like that. I gave you one, didn't uh, I? Yeah, and I sport the piss yeah. out of that one, too. Yeah. But I'm sporting this one in front of you. <clears throat> and the reason I'm sporting it in front of you is because you and Skipper were like two kids in a candy store on last recording. You guys could not get enough... About Carolina boats out, about tow rails, about your teak. About, yeah. It was a it was a great time. I could have gone on for another hour. And so could a skipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, let me tell you something. Skipper is like a big kid. 
Okay. Yeah, when you kid. when you when you think about it, okay, he still has that fire. He still has that passion for fishing, and he said it. Uh, it was I, I don't remember if he said it on air or or, or uh, afterwards, but he said, I, "I don't care. I'll go fishing anywhere." Right. Okay, you know, just make it happen. Let's let's go. Well, you guys were funny. You know, you guys were funny, and it came across in the recording. People could tell that you and Skip were really, really having a. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. It was a really good time. So anyway, uh, I wanted to compliment you on that. Thank you. Yeah, great job. And if you guys haven't listened to the podcast that we dropped with Skipper Gentry, um, Homeboy's got Spooner's Lodge out on Andros. He's got the Carolina boat. He's a good old boy. And the podcast was great, so go back and listen to it if you haven't. (coughs) He's Yeah, Skipper's awesome. All right, we're going... um, like I said, I got so much shit to talk about, and I'm, I don't want to make it like a meat eaters podcast where it's yeah, two and yeah, a half hours. Yeah, yeah. So I outlined it, and I'm going through some things. Wow, you you did a little prep. Well, I just wanted to make every episode. I want to make a little better. Okay. Or at least try. Give yeah. it a, give a good attempt. Yeah. Did you on Facebook this week? Okay, it's hard to say. I didn't get a chance to get on Facebook for four or five days. Yeah. And then I was saw a post that says, "Will you bail me out?" <laughs> Which jail were you in? I wasn't in any jail. Were you in Facebook jail? No. What was that all about? No, it was, it was, a, pre- kinda, it was I, a preemptive strike. Well, I, felt, not, I felt bad. I was like, what are you, <laughs> was Norm getting in trouble or something? What was that all about? It was a preemptive strike. Oh, I may have had a beef with somebody that I was ready to go to jail over it. And that's We're it. good. No, he, he, he decided that uh, discretion was the better part of valor. Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I wanted to make sure you didn't have any real trouble. No, it could have been. And then I didn't that's, know if you got thrown off that's another... That's actually why I posted that. I didn't know if you got thrown off another social media platform. <laughs> no. I, you know, it was... No, it could it could have happened either way. And then, and then like, I'm like, yeah, my buddy fucking Norman. <laughs> I haven't heard from him for a few days. All right. Thanks for uh, clearing that up. Yep. Oh, and speaking of social media posts, you just had to go and post that Blue Marlin video, didn't you? In January or February. I did. You know, I mean, by the way, did you hear? I mean, you know, they don't really, you don't really see too many of them until April, May, you know, but, you know, you just wanted to rub that one in. All right. So. Put that one in my face. Now, this is the the Blue Marlin story. You're talking about the one that I told you the other day. I sent you the picture. No, you, you posted this pic of you uh fighting a blue marlin oh that, that was, was a, a black, video black marlin that was panama. a black marlin in, yeah the in you panama? the you thing yeah 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 okay yeah that was yeah. black marlin in panama that was an old youtube video clip and then we added in the new you coach and it was you know kind of oh, like okay a football right. thing i mean i liked it but it kind of irked me because but speaking you know. of blue marlin i want to tell the little blue marlin story so this kid who's starting to do um trips and stuff that i know mm-hmm. good kid um, I referred a client to him because it was Saturday, and I just I just can't. I did this Saturday and Sunday, but I did, the Saturdays are tough. So I, I gave him my Saturday trip. He took the guy out. So he called me the night before. He says, what do you think? Maybe I should get a bunch of you know shrimp and throw jig heads around the port or whatever. And On I Saturday? Said, yeah, good idea. Well, I just was like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's tough. I said, but uh, and it's, it's not like government cut where you might catch something and yeah. all that kind of thing. So um, the following week, I was crazy busy, and the kids called me two or three times. And I just didn't get back to him. And the reason he was calling me is because it was supposed to be an inshore trip. 
They heard he heard they were catching some wahoos out there. He went mm-hmm. had one line out, one wahoo rig, trolling at like 12 miles an hour, and he pulls off about a 300 pound blue marlin, 275 <laughs> feet, running right in front of Port Everglades in front of the can. You did tell me about on that. on an inshore trip. You did tell me about that. Now that I think about it, yeah, Very you told impre- me about that about a week ago. There you go. There's blue marlins for you off Florida. If people would actually fish for them, they might actually catch one. My God, you know, just the concept of actually, you know. Not going after something that gives you immediate gratification. Maybe you have to work at it. I, I think know. we could talk Skipper into doing a full spread out here. Sounded like he'd be down if his boat was in town and we were like, hey, let's go get, try to get one. Yeah. Kind of tough to swallow even Chubb to come here to throw I mean, a spread. You but know, spread's a spread. I, I would. The only thing I would like to say is that if that was going to happen, I would like to be on the boat. Only because if skipper came here and got one you know that would be nice to be a part that of. would be nice to be a part of that very good you know all right so going along my list <laughs> next dude i got fwc well four times in I, the last 10 days i almost got stopped today i was offshore i got two planers down i got two baits out of the riggers going and they come roaring up on me in the middle of the okay. ocean in the ocean i was in 300 feet of water okay and i'm like i'm not pulling the spread for these guys there's no way i'm gonna stop because you can't stop when you're when you're dragging planers you can't okay okay so i'm not even gonna do that because if they want to come aboard and check on my license i got all my license i'm not worried about that okay well i think that might have been our friend because they were waving and then they turned around and went the other way. Oh, all right. Okay, so I, I'm thinking that was him, but I don't know. He didn't come up on the radio, but, you know, he saw that I had two, uh, you know, two mm-hmm. lines down. But, yeah, no, they're, they've been out there. They've been out there. Yeah. Very inconsistent. Oh, they've been out there. Very inconsistent. You know. And, you know, I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to stay positive about the FWC, but they're making it very hard. And it, 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 I'm so torn because some of the guys in the FWC are bending over backwards to overcompensate from the guys that either don't know what they're yeah. doing or – and it's it's like a little tug-of-war thing going on. Yeah. So I don't want to bash them. Yeah. So what yeah. I decided to do, Norm, no. is a true professional and podcast host. Mm-hmm. Get someone to mom. I am going to have a guest <laughs> in to do the podcast with who – represents law enforcement in court he's a law enforcement lawyer because some Hmm. of the stuff that i want to ask him about the fwc because the fwc is not like other law enforcement there's a whole bunch of rules but before i go off and say a whole bunch of stuff because i'm not the qualified expert i want to get this guy in and then i'm gonna have a full go around on the fwc because it just drives me crazy Every time I get stopped this week, they said, are you a guide? Well, they know you are. No. Do you think there's a... Seriously, do you think there's an officer that that patrols in in Fort Lauderdale or, uh, 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 you know, Dade or Broward that doesn't know that you're a guide? Yes. Really? And that's you think what, there are that many of them out there? Well, yes, because they ask. Mm-hmm. And if they're... If, and this, would be, this would be part of the thing. If they ask... And they already know that would mean they were liars. Right. So either I have to go one way or the other. So I'm going with ignorance that they don't know, which totally bugs me because they should know. Well, I'm thinking... And that's always been my big argument 
about the whole FWC. If they see somebody like me that's, you know, fishing all the time, they should know who I am. I should know who they are. And they don't have any clue. And your guy kind of came up to you in the middle of the ocean, gave you a wave. You didn't have to pull in your spread or everything. I was sitting in a (laughs) cul-de-sac on a Saturday afternoon. And the funny thing about the whole situation is I told my clients, I says, yeah, I says, tonight around 8, everybody will go home. It'll get really calm out here and nice, and we might actually be able to catch a fish. I says, but that's when the FWC will come over and get us. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough. <laughs> You're right. I, uh-huh. I call it. I Babe Ruth the thing. But we're sitting in a cul-de-sac, and I'm, and, it, and I'm deliberately trying to get out of the way of everything. Right. You know, and so were the fish. Yeah. And it was a kind of quiet little area, and they come roaring in there, do a 180 oh, around the boat, geez. check all my stuff, and then leave. And then we blew the spot out, and I'm just like, all right, next? Yeah. So I'm going to have this expert. This guy's name is Gene. And I met him because his daughter and my daughter played sports together at St. Anthony's. Okay. But he always hung out with cops, and he looked like a cop, so I stayed away from him. <laughs> <laughs> but our kids got to be such good friends Uh-oh. that, you know. Yeah, inevitably you were, right. your paths were going to cross. And then I learned that he wasn't a cop because he looks like a cop right. and everything. And then um, he told me a story. He used to be SWAT. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I think I might be better served being an attorney instead of getting shot at. Yeah. So he went back to law school, became an attorney, and he's been represent law enforcement and i'll have conversations with him you know we'll go out to dinner or whatever about different stuff but he's an expert and i get it from that'd be a great guy to have on the podcast right and then yeah. and then hopefully it'll clear up some of our um bewilderment about yeah. afwc you know what i mean yeah i mean you know shoot i got stopped i, I got stopped in port everglades okay i got stopped <laughs> in port everglades I, and i mean like down towards like birth 22 okay down south and these guys come roaring up on me and i'm i mean i'm doing 1200 rpms and this is okay. you doing port work uh no this was late at night okay. that was that was the night i saw you oh and you're sporting yeah, yeah, a yeah. lady in yeah, yeah yeah okay okay so <clears throat> they come they come roaring up on us at night it's dark okay and he's like oh you were going too fast I'm like, you want to check my groupers? What the hell's a grouper? Exactly. Oh, you mean the fish? Yeah. Yeah, no. I said, why are you stopping me? Right. You were going too fast. Right. Really? Right. What is the meaning of a slow speed zone? What's the meaning of minimum wake? Right. (laughs) You know? No. And there were three of them. Why would there be three of them in a 21-footer, by the way? Dude, none of it makes three, sense. Three. Three of them. What's the sense in three? And why do they come out at <clears> night <throat> and bust people's balls when it was a Sunday? And it was complete lawlessness for 12 hours yeah. from fucking sunup to sundown. Complete lawlessness. And then it gets quiet and they're checking fishermen. And they're checking them about safety equipment. And they're doing it multiple times a week. This is, oh, dude. Let me tell that, you that's what. That's what I mean. Let me tell you what. If, they re- if all... Uh, this isn't just FWC. I'm talking about all of law enforcement if they were going if they really wanted to be good stewards of our waterways okay and really protect and serve the community they would first get to know the laws that would help okay you heard me say it right here 
Okay? I guarantee you that your average grouper trooper or your FLPD or your Dade Sheriff, I guarantee you the average average uh, water cop does not know the rules of the road. They probably don't know what Dude, a minimum speed it goes, zone is. It goes way further than that. And this is what I was telling you about, the tug of war between the good and the bad in the FWC. <clears throat> so the guy gives me a ticket mm. for not having lights on my life preservers. Okay? Now the rule is, okay, if you're an inshore fishing vessel, yeah. you are not required to have the lights. The little asylum sticks. Right. If you're inside the embarkation lines, yes. then you do not have to have the lights. Okay. Okay. If you're outside those lines, then you would be an offshore commercial fishing vessel. Right. And you, that you would, then you got to have them. Then you got to have the lights. Right. Okay. So I knew the, the rule. Yeah. When the guy gave me the. So he really, he was really checking out your stuff. Dude, it gets worse than that. But this one, like, okay. you know, like I knew the rule. I told him I knew the rule. He said that I needed them. He wrote me a citation for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then how much was that ticket? It was, I mean, it's like I think ninety bucks or okay. whatever. So anyway, the, but the, to to your point, he didn't know the rules, and yeah. and of course, you know, I double checked myself and I called our friends at the FWC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In they did the check and then they got back to me and they no, he was wrong on all accounts. Right. Okay. And they tried to help me get out of that situation, which didn't work, but at least they tried to help and I right. get that. Right. So this doesn't I mean the tug of war between the good, the bad, and the FWC, but to your point exactly, they don't know the rules. And I'd love to tell this story and some of the people might have heard it before. <clears throat> Three or four years ago, the FWC guy jumps on my boat to check out my live all to make sure I didn't have any like snappers or anything in it. Yeah. And he looked in there and he said, man, I had no clue that muttons were good for tarpon bait. And, you know, of course, it was slot full of mullet. So I figured he just, you know, it just came out of his, you know, like a mistake, you know. Ass. You know, just came, you know, like a, a slip of the tongue. So then I pulled out a mullet and I showed it to him. This and, is a hog leg. And I said to him, I says, mullet are great baits for tarpon. And he's like, oh, that's a mullet? Oh, no. This is FWC? This is an FWC officer. You're kidding me. So. The He's probably in charge of the division now. The good and the bad. The good and the bad. And he was and he was a nice enough dude. And at least he was checking for fish. If they checked me for fish every day, I would feel much better about it. The whole situation. But even then, the, my whole thing is, how come I don't know them and they don't know me? How come when the guy pulled up... It wasn't like, oh, that's so-and-so. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, we're just finishing up a trip, whatever. You know, go back and forth. You know, typical relationship. I know a couple of them that are like that. You know, they're not all like that. That's what I mean. It's it's a tug of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes both ways. But why can't they just learn? Listen, if you want to be a cop, you you ought to know the rules of the road. Okay? For example, when you're driving down the highway, right? okay, and you cut somebody off, and you do something stupid. You drive recklessly, okay? That cop is going to stop you, and he's going to have two or three things that he's going to cite you for because that guy knows the rules of the road, okay? Why is there not that same standard when it comes to boats and and, and uh, waterborne uh, 
law enforcement. Why? Why do why do I have to get cut off by a by a pontoon boat in Miami? Okay, that? who came the wrong way across my bow, and I had to stop and put the boat in the reverse. Damn near tore out the transmission to stop from killing the guy. Okay, right. and there goes Miami Dade PD. Okay, right there in front of him, and he did nothing. You know why? Because he wasn't looking for it because he doesn't know that it's illegal. I feel you. That's why. I feel you. So you're getting a little fired up over there, Norm. I'm telling you, man. Look out. Oh, dude. Good, because I was trying not to get fired up, so you got fired up in place. It's going to happen one way or the other. me getting fired up. It's going to happen one way or the other. So good job. Speaking of getting fired up, you Mm. called me this week, and you were pretty fired up about a tune captain. What the hell? (laughs) What are you talking about? Okay. A pontoon boat captain insulted you? What, what happened? On Instagram, there was some... On Instagram. Yeah. There was... On Instagram, there was... <laughs> you know you know how the, you get those... those There's wavy boats, and then there's... I don't know. All these, all these channels now. It used to be on YouTube, and now it's matriculated up to Instagram and, and, and Facebook. And they, uh, it shows all these people doing stupid things with boats... In inlets when it's rough, right? Okay, and it's like the big thing; it's all the rage. It is. Okay, those girls up there in Boca Inlet, the blue top legends, a couple of ditzy girls that blew out uh, Boca Inlet and caught air and made themselves famous. Okay, so now every fool in the world wants to do the exact same thing. They got guys posting up. I got. I got to cut you off. Why? Because I just thought of something. Go ahead. It goes back to the FWC. The FWC... <laughs> We're not finished. The FWC will look at Instagram and look at Facebook and then go after people. Th- that does happen. So how come they don't go after the people that are killing themselves in the inlets for reckless friggin' driving? Because they We're... don't know that it's illegal. Dude, they're watching they the videos. They don't care. They're watching the videos. They don't care. They're eating donuts. They're still watching the videos, and they're watching the guys that are catching no. the fish, but they're busting balls for guys that are catching fish, and they're not busting balls that are catching... Because they don't know that it's illegal. They don't They don't understand. They don't even... They don't get it. It's not even... It doesn't even register with them. Okay? They're not even thinking about that. They're it, not tuned into it. It's straight discriminatory. Okay? No, it's straight discriminatory. Yeah, well... If you're a fisherman, you get discriminated against out there. Yeah, that's true, but... You know, look, but, well, then the jet skiers might have something, a bone to pick with you on that one, too. Because the boat jet skiers probably get picked on just as much as anybody, if not even worse. No, getting picked on is meaning you're getting something Pulled you over. don't deserve. Yeah. Those jet skiers deserve all of it. Well, that's and more. true. <laughs> so fu- forget that. See how I say that? So the tune captain. Forget about it. Yeah, so at any rate, so I'm... I'm, I'm you know, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and there's a guy in a tune with a bunch of people coming in Hallover Inlet. A pontoon okay. boat coming in Hallover Inlet. All right, and he's got a bunch of people on it, and he damn near broaches it. And he pulls back on the throttle just in time to not kill everybody in the boat. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, of course, me being me, I wrote something to the effect of, you know, that's really stupid. <laughs> and... Uh, some guy named Manny, no kidding, comes up and says, uh, well, it's the skill. It's the skill that's required uh, to, to do that with a pontoon boat. And, of course, that fired me up, and I was like, no. you know. And then he shot back at me, 
we went back and forth and he shot back at me and he said well i've been a captain for 20 years and i've run everything from uh, uh pontoon boats for hire uh on up to uh, uh sport fish boats and of course i ate him for lunch after that right, okay no 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 i want you to pick your battles a little bit better then poon captain or tune tune captains poon captains are different tune captains on Instagram. There's no need for you to be getting fired up about that. There's so much more that you should probably focus your fireness, getting your intensity level on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, you're <laughs> judging me too quickly. I'm not judging you. You're, 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 we all love you, Norm. We want you to live a long life. And if you're getting fired up over shit like that. Listen. Uh, all right. Here's the, here's, the, here's the problem, okay? Right. So I did a little checking on my friend Manny here, okay? And... You look at his you look at his bio and it says investor entrepreneur <coughs> fishing captain I mean he's got he's got he's done it all okay and he's half my age okay Well he's an expert and he's an expert and he's a tune captain okay but he's the expert okay and of course everybody else is just the same as I am I'm like ragging on this dude free t-shirt and sticker for anybody that can count the number of okays in this episode <laughs> just want to get that in there real quick okay keep your counting anyway so this guy uh, this guy I, I started looking at him and I said you know something there is a new culture that is existing and has existed for some time now, and the uh, you know the the all the tune charter boats and the jet ski rentals and the boat rentals and all the illegal bare boat charters. That's it's all mixed into that. Okay, and what I discovered, and it just kind of came to me the other day after I, after this happened, is that. To some degree in Broward, but definitely in Dade, there is a new Wild West. And that's the Poon crowd. Okay, the Toon crowd. Toon crowd. The Toon crowd. Make sure everybody realizes we're talking about pontoon boats, passengers, and parties. Right. Okay. And there you go. There's another okay. I just had two okays in the last 30 seconds. Yeah. And there will be somebody crazy enough to count them all. Absolutely. I know who it's going to be, pro too. Probably Lamont. It's going to be Busaka. I was going to say either Lamont or Busaka. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, uh, all right. So, so at any rate, it, it's like a new Wild West. There are so many. There are so many parallels that we can draw. If you know your history, do you know what a land run is? From no. your history, okay. No. Years ago, in the eighteen hundreds, when after after the uh, after the United States government bought. Uh, the Louisiana Purchase, when they made the Louisiana Purchase, which was basically all of the mid Midwest. That was a good deal, by the way. That was a good deal. But after they, after they made that, uh, the Louisiana Purchase, the federal government came in and they started doing land runs, conducting land runs. And that's basically where they would take uh, a huge swath of land, mm -hmm. like a, the size of a state sometimes, and... They would mark territories, divide it all up, mm -hmm. and mark the territories and advertise around the world, really, mm -hmm. uh, for free land. And they would say, all right, you need to be here on April 15th, uh, 1889. 
at noontime, and you and we're going to start from three different locations along this region, and you're going to race into the unclaimed lands, which is what they were called, the unclaimed lands of the un. Uh, uh, there was another term for it, and literally thousands of thousands upon thousands of people from all over the world would flock to take part in these land runs mm -hmm. and they came on horseback they came they if there was a train you could take part in a land run by train uh horse and carriage buggies whatever it took okay and they would they would race into the unclaimed lands and if they found a piece of land that they liked they they would get uh they they had to register and then you get a flag and you plant your flag next to the right. government flag. And that's that was that's how a lot of the Midwest got settled was right. through these land runs. All right. So long story short, Miami and to some extent Broward is now the new Wild West where all of these people from all around the world are flocking to South Florida to stake their claim. And they don't care how they do it. And the waterway is the new open. unclaimed land. Hmm. And they're doing it with pontoon boats. They're doing it with jet ski hmm. rentals. They're doing it with any kind of boat that they think they can sell to some dumb schmuck who will charter it. Dumb schmuck? Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. There's a lot of really stupid people out there doing a lot of stupid things and... There's even dumber people that are out there that are willing to buy it because it's cheap enough. And they're all going to be at the Miami Boat Show. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. That Miami Boat Show is like, it's a different animal than Fort Lauderdale. All right. So are, are you working down in Miami much right now? Yeah, quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So the Miami Boat Show is definitely shadowing you right now. No, it's getting ready to. It's this week. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. start feeling it. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, we already started feeling it. Uh, I've got the the two big boats that I run. We had to go find new dockage uh, for them during the show from the eighth to the twenty fourth. You know, I had in my outline of notes we were gonna talk a lot about the Miami Boat Show, but I scratched it all off mm. because I I, I I firmly believe that it's not our audience anymore. It's not our audience. It's a bunch of tune guys and jet ski guys and guys that want to finance bow riders. Yeah, I mean... The, 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 so it's, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but if it's fucking with you because that's where you're working... It's, it's, but it's fucking with everybody. Right. Okay, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to screw with everybody, all right? And there's really no way to get around it. It's, just, it's the same thing as Fort Lauderdale. Just a lot different crowd. Right. Okay, even, even the boats are different. Calm down. Even even the boats are different. You're not going to see, you know, you're not going to see your uh, too many. Well, you're going to see some sport fish boats there. You're going to, but you're going to see all these big fancy sandbar boats. Sport fish boats are getting discriminated against. Dude, I'm telling you, the only sport fish boat that's even made anymore with any kind of consistency is Viking. Moving on, I'm not talking it's about Vikings again. It's a sad again. thing. It's a sad thing. All right, we'll piss off Skipper, so I don't want to give him too much credit. What a great podcast. <laughs> anyway, so, all right. It's going to be sleazy. Really weird. 
really weird. So you know your memories come up all the time and shows yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Nine years ago, we took a picture of about a 90-pound tarpon with a perfect moon-shaped bite out of his belly where a shark had sharked the tarpon. Yeah. The same night that that memory popped up, a shark came up on my tarpon. And I haven't had a shark come up on my tarpon all season. That's probably the same shark. Too, but is that kind of weird or what? Same date, I don't know, eight years later, ten years later, the exact same day and That's date. That's creepy. But it's probably the same shark. No, no. Were you in the same area? No. I was. One was government cut, one was hull over. But it's pretty and, close. And I got it on video. It's the same shark. So not only did it happen on the same time, the same date, then I got video documentation where last time I got photo documentation. And it just totally weirds me out. Dude, Jaws came back. Okay. On the same day? On the, Jaws came back. One year later, Jaws came back, or two years later, whatever it was. And then he followed that whole family down to Nassau when they tried to run from him. Okay. okay. I mean, sharks take things personally. I don't care what that idiot biologist in two said. All right? Sharks take things personally. Dude, I believe you. You're a fishing right? captain. And this, and, this, and, this, and this shark, he, he, knew, he knows you. Sharks and pelicans are <laughs> sharks and pelicans are have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. How many all right, so how many times did you get does, a, does something eat your bait besides what you're fishing for? Sharks and pelicans. Yeah. Well, I had the three stooges with me uh two days ago. Really? Yeah, the three stooges showed up off of uh off of the cranes in about hundred and eighty feet of water while I was slow trolling ballyhoos. Three Stooges? The, the three pelicans. Oh. Yeah, the three Stooges. They've been molesting everybody that's been live bait fishing out there. Offshore, pe- offshore pelicans? Offshore. They won't go inshore. So, th- when was th- the last time you saw a pelican standing in a marina in Fort Lauderdale? For what? Remember? You get sick. Do you remember Do you remember when they used to ride the, uh, the charter boats in? Yeah, they do. Okay. That doesn't happen anymore. Why? No reason to. All I can tell you is sharks and pelicans are really, really similar. They are similar. Tell me how you think they're similar other than they're just unwanted at most junctures. They hang around and don't mm-hmm. leave. They take advantage of situations as they shouldn't. Hooper called that territoriality. Hooper. I'm telling you, man. Hooper. So, anyway. Theory that he happened the, to believe in. It totally weirded me Agree out. Agree with. Totally weirded me out. It did. I mean, come on. That is crazy. And it happens to be shark. That is crazy. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. The shark thing, thank God. It's, it's at least inshore with the tarpon, it's been fairly mild the last three years. Four years ago, it was driving me crazy. I did you actually bad. get sharked? Like, you, he actually sharked you, you the see, second time? The, the other, uh, two nights ago? Yeah. I don't think he ended up getting the tarpon. Okay. But I got it on video. Like, the tarpon was coming up to the boat the shark comes flying in takes a swipe at him realizes the boat's there takes off we pop the line on the tarpon i'm pretty sure was that in dumbfondling bay no it was there some big big bull sharks in dumbfondling no bay. this was this was a hammerhead and it was off of the beach of hullover you know but actually it was right in the inlet hullover but yeah. and it was funny because the tarpon <clears throat> usually on an incoming tide you hook a nice fish and they'll ride the tide in through the bridge right right 99% of the time. Yeah. This fish fought the tide, went out to the ocean, and I thought to myself, this is kind of sharky out here. Yeah, About yeah. two minutes later, the shark showed up. Anyway, totally weirded me out. I'm 
keeping my hands out of the water the next few trips. <laughs> you know Don't I mean? go in the water. <laughs> Dude, have you noticed how many headlamps I got lying around? These two here? You say you've had these in here for two years? Those aren't headlamps. What are these? Those are... Those are lights to make us look good in case, those in case we ever wanted to go like YouTube live, live or whatever. Oh, Lord. But I gave up on what trying to make What was the last people... time you went YouTube live? I just not, haven't been doing the live thing. I haven't doing... I got to tell you, I've cut back on my social media by like 80%. Oh, yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just don't have it in me anymore. And I called the drop in uh, Facebook. You know the drop, the stock fucking plummeted last week? Yeah, yeah, it did. I kind of called that. I thought it was beautiful. I don't know if it's beautiful. I hate to see anybody lose money, but my point was is uh, as many times as I've been in jail, I'm all right with it. Yeah, well, you and them got a problem, but I always think about social media like beepers. Do <clears throat> you remember the beeper? Sure. Okay, a lot of these kids don't know what a beeper is, but there used to be a oh, time. Man. There used to be a time when you really needed this to like before cell phones. Let's not what you say talk past. The audience, like you and Skipper were doing, like the other we were day. doing, we were totally talking past the audience. So in the old days, before <coughs> before cell phones, these things called beavers came out. Yeah, it's all right, dude. Nah, Forty-five oh five. I'll edit that cough out. So my whole theory about social media is my kids going to look back at social media like we look back at beepers. Because for the for the younger crowd out there that doesn't know what a beeper was, if Norm wanted to get a hold of me, mm-hmm. Norm would dial this number and then it would beep. It they would were vibrate. called pagers. Right, pagers. Yes. It would beep or vibrate. Then I'd look down and I'd be like, oh, Norm needs me to call him. Then I would go to the nearest payphone, yep. put in a quarter, and call Norm. And was there anybody that made... A pager other than Motorola? I don't think so. I'm not positive about that. But I think we're going to look back at social media the way we look back at beepers. And, I hope so. And my kid is, you know, never been on Facebook, never had an... Well, maybe she did, but doesn't do Facebook. And I felt that a lots of people were leaving the platform and... My son, Brooks, 17 years old, gets on Facebook like three times a year. Yeah. TikTok stock went up, Facebook stock went down. Yeah. You see where everything's going. Yep. The adults are getting off of social media. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I seriously. I just hope they listen I, to more podcasts. I genuinely, I genuinely love it. I think that social media should be for nothing else other than, <clears throat> and, and, and ultimately its demise will be people realizing that it's just all bullshit. Okay, until, you know, you find a use for it, like the way I do, the way a lot of people do, uh, and they use social media to direct people to either their websites or their podcasts. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's more of a, uh, you know, a, a, a conveyance to something else. Well, it's, it's and a- that's where I think that's where I think social media really is useful. Yeah, it'll be and part, that's it. It'll be part of an evolution to something else that we don't know about yet. Or to post your plates, which is why you got to post your plates. Which is why Facebook changed. Why do people na- do that? What post their plates? Food. Yeah, because food's weird. 
Selfies is another useless thing. Now, food is like crazy weird. And I'll give you a great example because you just mentioned it. Almost every single podcast, the topic of food comes up naturally. So, when you think about Instagram and Facebook posts where it shows a plate of food, yeah. it's just like any conversation. Almost always, it's people bring up food. Food's a weird one. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. what. Yes, I'm having, I'm having spaghetti tonight. Here's a picture of my plate. Why? They're picture plate guys, picture plate girls. I mean, why? They, I don't get it. And li- the most useless thing is selfies. I saw, seriously, $18,000 charter that I had on one of my boats in Miami the other day, and the entire group did nothing but take pictures of themselves and wanted to know whether or not I had Wi-Fi. No, I don't have Wi-Fi. Here's an idea. Here's a concept. You see the person standing next to you taking pictures of themselves? Why don't you put down the phone and talk to that person? See, this is why they right, can't... Slow, slow down, Mom. Slow down. I can't, I can't talk to people. They don't, they don't let me too much norm slow down <laughs> slow down i don't know i think i get pissed all right see, I, see my whole my whole take on selfies <laughs> i always thought the reason they called them selfies is because only yourself would want to even see the picture i didn't realize you were oh, taking no, no 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 i get it i get it but that was just like my first inclination and then i realized what you know yeah so, so you know so you take the selfie for yourself no no, no, no. no, it's not. It's I, I don't. I, and that's the other thing. I don't get it. Yes, you're right. Um, I'm not taking this for myself. I'm taking this for the legions of my fans out there that want to see a picture of me every 45 seconds. Okay, and there are people who do that all the time. And you know what? If they're proud of themselves, if they've lost weight, or if they look good, fine. I get it. Uh, you know, uh, I do. I think your the history lesson about the land grab thing. Yeah. I think that was way better. Way better information than the <laughs> social media. But, you know, for for, for everybody is, has his own. And and then again, do like, you know I used to do history tours in Fort Lauderdale? Really? I was trained by the Fort Lauderdale Historical Society. Really? Mhm. So what do you think <clears throat> All right. So what do you think the most interesting part of Fort Lauderdale's history that people don't know about? The original New River Inlet is something, it's like, it's like a mystery to me, all right? The, the, there are very few pictures of the original beach. In front of Behemar? In front of Behemar. There are, very, there are very few people that understand how this city came to be. Because we don't protect our history very well here. Or our culture, which we brought up last week. Oh, our culture is shot. Forget about building. it. Yeah, forget about it. We don't have any culture here, okay? It's just who can grab the, the next condo? Who can build the next high-rise? It's just it doesn't matter. But our history, there's a lot of rich history here. And it's not unlike some of the earliest civilizations in our history, and as much as that, it's a it's a settlement that grew up around the, the water because the water was the main source of commerce and transportation. Well, the original inlet, most people don't know this. There used to be an inlet just south of where Bahia Mar uh, is located today, roughly where the old Bahia Cabana was, where the firehouse is. Okay. That's right where the original inlet in Fort Lauderdale once was. And it was actually originally called Indian Hallover, believe it or not. The term Hallover was some Tequesta word. I don't know what how it was translated. I forget. 
but it was basically nothing more than a shallow bar where the Indians would haul their canoes over the sandbar and go fishing in the ocean. That's how the terminology Holover came to be. It came from the original Tecastas. See, now that's good stuff. That's yeah. something I wanted okay. to get. So at any rate, that they dredged out that inlet, and that was for many years up until about the 19... It, well, it, it still existed like in, into the 1940s, and then they filled it in when they built the, uh, the Sheridan Yankee Clipper. So right in the early 50s, late 40s, early 50s is, is when they filled in that inlet. Uh, but that was, that was the original inlet. Even when Port Everglades, we actually had two inlets, functioning inlets at, at, uh, at some time uh, between, the 19, between 1928 and 1948 for about 20 years. There were two inlets in Fort Lauderdale. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah, it always it always surprises me that Fort Lauderdale has lost its culture compared to places like Tampa. Like Tampa, yeah, they've overgrown and stuff like we did. Yeah, but they still got White Claws, and you can still go into any bar and, and, and you know, but, uh, but they have their story. drink Natty Ice, and it's great. What I'm saying about Tampa is they have their <laughs> their story, you know, their oh, culture. Oh, I know what you mean. You know, about the Cubans that went oh, okay. there and the guys that yeah. smuggled the rum. The, and well, They had the cigar industry. Right, this, all that stuff. Tremendous. Right. And yeah, sure. that's what I'm saying. They, they hold on to it. They tell mm-hmm. the story. They, they, that doesn't happen here in Brown. No, uh-uh. It's all gone. There's, there's, there's uh, the, the Fort Lauderdale Historical Society is there, and they do their thing in the Stranahan House. How the Stranahan House has not been demolished, I don't know. I expect that thing to go up in flames one of these days because some developer is going to, you know, figure out how to get rid of it. It would be the Fort Lauderdale way. Well, it's pretty hard because Dade, it's, it's built out of Dade Pine, which is pretty impervious to termites and and it's pretty hard to light it on fire too well that's good maybe, it not. maybe it'll maybe it'll it might stand the test of time but who knows i wouldn't count on it <laughs> all right norm anything that you want to go over before we freaking wrap this thing up and i mean we are 53 minutes and now we're coming up on it yeah we're coming up on that one hour but, mark you know but we got in a lot of stuff we did there's a lot there's a lot there i got to i got to blow my steam a little bit about miami i got to do that once in a while because otherwise i'm gonna end up in therapy or killing somebody so the guys that i took fishing the last five days right they did five days in a row they fished over a weekend and they stayed on south beach they got the, oh my god yeah they got the full oh that's awful i well, feel bad for them it, dude South Beach is terrible. It it, it depends how you take it. To us, it's terrible because we're over it and it's kind of gross. But to them, it's pure entertainment. (laughs) I mean, the whole time, from the time they got on the boat and so all the nut stuff that happens on the boat, and then they get off the boat and they're hanging out in South Beach during the day. Yeah. Because I got them fishing at night. Yeah. And if you haven't hung out on South Beach during the day, it's eye-opening. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I, I had a trip today. I've had a few trips late, uh, this week, and uh, I had a trip today, and, you know, you wake up in the morning, and you look at the weather forecast, and it's just like, oh, you know, the flag was limp, there was no wind, it was, it started puffing just a little bit westerly, just like ready to just take a gun, put it to your head, and pull the trigger rather than do this trip. And these guys, of course, they they booked it for a long time, and you go back and forth with them, and they you know they ask you questions, and you know they're fired up about the trip, and you know it's just gonna suck. And so they come down, they booked a four hour with me, and there's four of them: um, this guy and two of his high, uh, two of his school buddies, 
and then this this guy's eight-year-old little boy and they get on the boat and we're we're heading out it's foggy of all things and we're heading we're heading out of the canal and this guy comes up to me he says look he says i gotta tell you um we weren't even going to do this trip until april but over the holidays uh tyler the little kid uh got a puppy uh, you know for christmas or whatever and the puppy just died oh it passed geez. away some horrible disease or something that puppies get and the whole family was just dejected and this kid is just totally wrecked over losing his puppy and, and rightfully so oh my god and uh he said you know we we had to step up the plans we needed to get this kid out of town get him down here get him in, out in the sun you know Motivate take him fishing just do something to change his pace and so we booked this trip with you and i'm like okay great and i'm still thinking how the hell am i going to do this you know i'm thinking maybe go to the balls you know i was i was set up for trolling i wasn't set up for you know taking kids fishing at the balls and letting them catch little snappers and stuff like that okay so uh i stuck to my plan and there was some wahoos and some kings around and a few black fins a couple sails and here and there um it hasn't been very good fishing though spotty here and there anyway finally we get a bite on the planer and it's a good solid bite and the rod's bending over and the kid jumps on the reel and i mean this little kid he stands about as high as this uh this shelf right here he's a four footer all day long and you know and and man that kid got on that avid 30 (laughs) and he just started cranking and i told this kid i said i'm I said, don't stop winding unless I tell you to stop winding. And he kept winding the whole way. And, I mean, I had that planer buried to get that bite, too. And he wound that. He did the. He fought the fish all the way to the boat, took the planer off, got the fish up to the boat. I put it in the boat. It was a big bomber bonita, okay? Nice. And you and I, you know, you catch one bonita, you think the trip sucks, okay? And generally speaking, it does. But. What we have to remind ourselves in this business is that there are people from all over the country and all over the world, really, that have different expectations. Some people think you're going to go out there and they're going to load the boat with fish. Some people just want to get out on the water. Some people just want to catch a fish. They don't care. And some people do care. This guy was so elated at this fish. It was the biggest fish he had ever caught. It was the hardest fighting fish he'd ever caught. And, you know, even though I, you and I just kind of, you know, we don't think too much of it, this was like the biggest thing. Right. And that kid's going to go home and he's going to show his buddies all this, the pictures and, you know, and, and that's a, something that that kid is going to remember for years. He's not going to remember what, uh, what his best score was on some video game 20 years from now, but he's going to remember catching that big bomber Benita. Uh, with his dad and his couple of buddies, uh, you know, that time in Fort Lauderdale. Norm. You know, and that's just a great story. It is a great fish story, and yeah. you're 100% correct. And thanks for coming in today and being on the Real Guy Podcast. Thank you very much. Run Appreciate that, it. Run that dog. Run that dog. <laughs>